Hello, wonderful people, and welcome back to another episode of Evolving Indians. I'm Artie. I'm Nisha. Um, welcome to another episode of Evolving Indians. Um, today we're going to speak about Dave's album, which we've both listened to this week, and also just our general summer plans. So it's wedding season, which we are always excited about. Um, but first, Artie, how was your week? Um, my week has been pretty uneventful. I went out Monday for drinks and food with friends. And then I think I went out Tuesday again to see some friends, my, some of my school friends. Um, and again, we went out for drinks and food. Played cards because obviously me and my friends, what would we do without cards? Which is very fun. And other than that, I have just been working and I've had a driving lesson. So not that much. How was your um, driving lesson this week? My driving lesson was good. I actually reversed for the first time, which was interesting. I mean, nothing went wrong. So thank God. I just reversed really, really slowly. And my driving instructor was like, yeah, you're doing a great job. And I was like, do I not need to be going a bit quicker than this? And he was like, no, it's fine. And this was like my first time going on like proper like actual roads with other cars like beforehand I was on roads but I was in like country roads so a lot of the time they were quite empty yeah that's what mine were like did you do um, what sort of reversion did you do did you do like a left hand corner reverse no mine was literally just like pull up on the side and then it was like can you reverse back straight to car lengths okay so it wasn't too bad um my instructor was a ex-police officer so he was like really strict about everything mm-hmm. and um yeah, he. I was the same. I started on country roads, and then the first time I ever drove on road, he like, he didn't tell me. Like, this is something that that one hundred percent my mum or dad would do. He just didn't tell me. He was just like, "Yes, yeah, so take a left here," and I was like, "But there's cars on the road," <laughs> and I was just panicking. Um, but yeah, he was a really good instructor. That is good. Yeah. How has your week been, Nisha? Um, mine for once has actually been eventful. I saw my nephews who I've not seen properly in in probably over a year because of covid which was really nice we played uno and um this two-player harry potter game i've got which i'm obsessed with but no one will ever play with me um we ordered takeaway it was really nice chill day actually i also watched fight club for the first time which i've never seen but i can i can understand why it's a classic the the plot twist in that is insane um what else did i do I went to watch a pre-season friendly match for Manchester United versus Brentford. That was really good. Um, so I got free tickets from work, which I'm good at So anything free, I will attend. <laughs> Guaranteed. Um, so that was really, really good. It, the seats were amazing. Um, and it was really funny because for the first half of the match, these two Indians were behind us and they were giving a full running commentary in Hindi the entire time and I couldn't stop laughing that like they were talking about like all the Man U players but in Hindi and every time they were saying something I don't know it's just the way that they were saying it like as though they were professional footballers it was really making me laugh Um, and then yeah it was a really good game really good seats it wasn't too cold which is always a plus Um, and then yeah, yesterday, one of my friends came round. We played Uno too during the weekday. And then yesterday, I went to Nando's and to Krispy Kreme, which is the factory in Trafford. And I got two free donuts. Oh, 
that sounds all, good all in all a great week for me definitely would you recommend fight club everyone's like you have to watch it i've not seen it yeah i don't know why i've never watched it i think because i'm not a, i'm not a big movie person but yeah definitely watch it mm-hmm. oh actually yeah as part of my uneventful week i went to the cinema for the first time since covid i went to watch fast and furious 9 do not recommend that film at all don't go and see it i think i just wasted my money going to see it in cinemas normally like the other fast and furious is like there's a fair bit of like cars in it like you go because you want to see the fast cars and like the racing and stuff like that this one was literally just like them fighting and then like discussing like technology and stuff i think as each film goes on there's like more and more technology and fighting and stuff and it just it wasn't that great they sent a car in like spoiler alert for you guys they sent a car into space that that would never happen in real life it just isn't possible. Defies the laws of science. So I wasn't a fan of that. But going to the cinema, it was it was nice, but it was also so weird like to walk into the cinema and be like, oh my God, like I'm actually here again. Um, I think because obviously you don't have to wear masks anymore. Uh, I think most people did take their masks off. But once you're sat in like your seat, I think it doesn't matter as much. Yeah. Um, I feel like Fast and Furious maxed out on their ideas everyone that I've seen since maybe I don't know I used to really love those films as well and then everyone I've been to see recently I've not been like overwhelmed with excitement it's just been kind of okay like we know what we're expecting now Um, and it just it doesn't hit the same as it did when I was younger I think because they've like in each film it's always like what we did that in the last film what can we do to make it better and I feel like because they, they've done all the, like, crazy, realistic kind of stuff in the old films, now they're doing, like, this unrealistic stuff, trying to make it better. But you're just like, no, stop trying. I'd rather they just went back to their roots and, like, just did a film based on, like, street racing or something. Yeah, I um, I don't know. I'd, I can't say I'm invested in, the, in this franchise anymore. I wanted to watch um, Space Jam, but apparently it's not got that good reviews. Okay. So, aside from films, what did you think of Dave's new album? Okay, so his new album is called We're All Alone In This Together. Um, And personally, um, I'm comparing this to his old album, Psychodrama. And I liked the new album, but not as much as I did Psychodrama. I think Psychodrama was a work of art. Like, that album was so good so I think this one didn't live up to my expectations compared to that one um there are a few songs that I did really really like that stood out for me but I feel like this album had like a lot less meaning compared to the one before that what did you think um the exact same I think the thing that I like about Dave is that he's always been different Um, and he did have a couple of songs on the album that were okay a little bit different um but yeah mostly it was just kind of a a bragging album and we get that from every single rapper so I don't think he brought much to the album that was different um which I think is why he's so highly regarded as well is because he's got this way of even with a good beat talking about stuff that's important and I don't think he did it as much on this album um and also 
I, he's kind of lost a little bit of credibility with me because of the whole Chip and Stormzy thing. Um, so yeah, I, I was it was a good album, but I wouldn't say that I would really listen to it on repeat the way that I did for both of his last last projects. Um, I also agree with what you were saying earlier about how a lot of my friends don't listen to grime or rap or anything like that. Like most of them hate this kind of music. So when I'm trying to convince him to listen to a song, I'm like, nah, like Dave is different. He he has meaning in his lyrics. Like you've got to give his music a go. So I'll try and like sell it and like use Dave as like a way to sell this kind of music. But I feel like with this album, he's just gone and done what every other rapper does. And I'm like, well, how am I supposed to get like people to listen to this if you're just bragging about your fancy watch and car? Like, talk about something more meaningful yeah i feel like dave has a has a wide range of fans who listen to like various genres and it's because of his lyrics it's not because of the way that he raps it's his lyrics but yeah i think this happens like this is such a common thing with rappers as well it's like they start off by talking about stuff that they're passionate about and then once they have money they're so far removed from anything they used yeah from real life um that they just stop doing it um so yeah I I think I was so excited for this album as well that I'd kind of like built up all my hopes for it to be a good album that I was gonna have on repeat for weeks and there was only a few songs that I liked out of it yeah um so what were those few songs that you like like if you had to give me a short list like what would be up there and what did you really not like okay so system which um features Wizkid banger Lazarus I also kind of liked um but like I don't think it would make it to my playlist maybe it would I'll wait and see um I liked 2021 that had a, that had a catchy rhythm um and then Heart Attack was probably the most meaningful song on there so I rate him for talking about that and I think that's it um I liked Clash but like it was very repetitive and then Chip just completely, just completely marks that. So <laughs> the only time I listen to that song now is before I listen to Chip, Chip's comeback from it. Just because you got hit both sides of the argument. Just because it makes me laugh. Chip really makes me laugh. Um, and for me, I'd say that I really, really, really liked System with Dave and Wizkid as well. Um, and then the other few songs that I liked I think I'm personally like like Dave's music for the meaningful lyrics so Three Rivers I thought was really really good um Heart Attack and then Survivor's Guilt Heart Attack was the nine minute song and Nisha literally messaged me when she was like Heart Attack is in the exact same place that Leslie was and I think Leslie was also around nine minutes and we she was like I'm not ready for this so I was a bit like oh my god like what's this song gonna be like I don't think it hit as hard as Leslie um it was it was an okay song but I don't think it was as great as Leslie um but yeah I definitely like Three Rivers and Survivor's Guilt um and I really really did not like Lazarus or Clash I was just like what are you doing in these in these two songs uh, yeah, I think Three Rivers was a good song. I forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but the thing is, like, the way that he raps on psychodrama is even his deep songs I would listen to because I liked the way that it flowed. Um, but these ones were different. These ones were, okay, like, yeah, he talked about it, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't his best. Yeah, and then I, whenever I listened to any of these songs, I also had, like, the lyrics up. And then, like, I feel like with some of the songs, he was just trying to rhyme it with words and, like, try and get, like, such random words in there. And I was like, why are you doing this? <laughs> like, that that did not need to be in there. I can't quite remember what song it was, but if I find it, I'll I'll make sure I let the podcast know. But, yeah, there was this one song where he was just rhyming it with such random stuff, and I was like, no, these these few words should not be in a song together. Um, yeah, I feel like he, because he talks a lot about, like, even in even in his song Hangman, which released years ago, he um, he talks about people carrying knives and how they shouldn't, which is something that I think everyone feels the same about. And then in his song Clash with Dave, he's, like, out there talking about um, the zombie survival mode as well, and, like, getting around airlifted like I'd, I think he's just it's contradictory now because I think before we knew where he stood on all of these situations and scenarios and I always thought he was similar to Chip in that he never like it wasn't like he boasted about like beating guys up or being violent and he was more about his his pen and his word game and now I feel like he's at that point where he's just like bragging and he's just like random rap lyrics because it's in there um, although on Tiago Silva, I guess he does is kind of similar. I don't know. I just I, there's something about this album that I just it wasn't it wasn't relatable. Um, and it was a lot of kind of look how much money I've got and look how famous I am now. Yeah, definitely. And I'm kind of like because me and Nisha are both going to Park Life in September, and. Before he released this album, I was so excited to see him because I was like, oh, my God, he's going to do songs of psychodrama. Like, it's going to be so great. But now I think about it, at Park Life, he's probably going to do more songs off this than he will psycho. Like, I think he'll still do a few of the big ones off psychodrama, but he probably won't do as many. And I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know if it's going to be as great seeing him now. Mm, I think he'll do a mix of I think he'll do a good mix of his old and new songs. Um but yeah, I just there wasn't anything that, that kind of stuck with me or that I've wanted to have on repeat except for system. But uh with with kids songs are always always good. So um so before you listen to this, you hadn't heard his last album, right? Yeah, no, I hadn't. Um I think that's called cool. what was that one called? Um, so there was cycle drama. Was it called Game Over? Yeah, Game Over. Um, so what did you what did you think of the songs in that? Um, so I liked the album Game Over. I think I personally didn't like it as much as Psychodrama, but I don't know if that's because like of the order I've listened to them in. Like I listened to Psychodrama first, and then I went and listened to Game Over afterwards. Um, but the one song, How I Met You, How I Met My Ex, I love that one because he's like telling a story in it, which is really similar to Leslie and a little bit similar to Heart Attack. 
And I think I always prefer his meaningful songs over his, like, sort of his popular songs. Yeah. Um, someone described it the other day as, like, kind of TikTok slash social media songs um, where you're just kind of bragging and, and it's there's not, like, there's not much substance to it. Yeah. Um, I loved both of Dave's first projects that he dropped. So I think I first listened to Dave on Black Box, which is similar to a lot of people because that's when he kind of blew up. Um, and I just, I've always loved Dave and I've got so much respect for him for the things that he talks about and the way that he talks about them. And also like he, when he talked about kind of bring stop and search back and he got a lot of kind of, I don't know if I'd call it hate, but he got a lot of, of people saying that he was wrong for saying that and he kind of held up his hands and said okay look that isn't the right thing to say and I shouldn't have said that and he he was he held himself accountable for the thing that he said um which I think is what one of the reasons that I've loved him so much since then as well um he's just he's always been real and a person as opposed to a, a rapper who's so far removed from us um so yeah, I, I think if you haven't listened to him, if you've listened to this album and you haven't listened to his older ones, I would definitely recommend listening to his older ones. I yeah, I'd a hundred percent recommend that as well. I'd say go back and listen to like his very first music, and then like you'll be able to see the comparison between his old music and like his current music. And I love how the last song on the album is my 19th birthday and I'm turning 19 next year. So I can use that as like my song, even though what happened to him on his 19th birthday will definitely not be the case with me. <laughs> it's quite a sad song, actually. I think about it. Uh, yeah, a lot of Dave's old stuff was kind of sad, but it was also real. Like it, it was just more relatable, I think. Even though it's not relatable to me, but it's relatable to kind of what we see in the news or things that we're passionate about, like changing England. Mm -hmm. um, also, if you haven't listened to Dave, listen to Tiago Silva for a grime anthem. That is on my top 10 songs of all time. I listen to it all the time. So looking back at it, what actually did happen between... Stormzy and Chip because I don't know and I don't think any of our listeners will okay so a video emerged last year of Stormzy basically pulling up at Chip's house and then in retaliation Chip released two songs so one was called Killer MC and one was called Flowers which was basically a retaliation to to what happened with Stormzy and when it happened Chip wasn't in his house anyway um, and yeah, so this video went live and then Chip released two diss tracks to Stormzy and this is the thing, like in, in grime or yeah, like mostly grime I would say the thing with diss tracks is if someone if someone sends for you in a diss track you have to respond and Stormzy hasn't, so he kind of lost credibility because Stormzy like calls himself the king of grime and I don't know anyone that actually listens to grime who thinks that he is because he's not been around that long. And even then, he got famous through his song Shut Up, which was, like, only went viral because of 15-year-old kids that were just streaming it and, like, making stupid videos about it. But, um, yeah, like, he calls himself the king of grime and then he's not, he's not responded, which 
can't like he's just lost credibility now mm-hmm. and so um nothing really happened with that except for a lot of funny memes on social media about Stormzy just being soft um and then and then yeah so then Dave and Stormzy brought out their single Clash which was part of Storm um part of Dave's album and then within 24 hours Chip had dropped a response to their song Clash which was also called Clash and he just absolutely mocked them in that song so there's like one lyric which makes me laugh every time I hear it so in Clash Stormzy says something about being a a bailiff and pulling up at Chip's door and um, Chip responds by saying I live in his head rent free so miss me with the bailiff ones and then he says knocking at your forehead from the inside and every time I hear it I can't stop laughing because it's such a good comeback Um, and so yeah this is why I was saying that Stormzy's kind of lost credibility with me and Dave kind of has too because I don't like the fact that Stormzy sent the chip again as a feature in one of Dave's songs and Dave let it happen. Um, and I'm also disappointed because Chip and Dave as a collab would be so good. If they collabed on an album, that would be iconic, especially for the UK scene. Um, so yeah, I just, I think Stormzy lost all credibility and I think Dave kind of went down in my ratings a little bit. Like, um, yeah, I get what you mean. Like, Dave should have, I suppose, said no, and Stormzy should have, like release his his song like a diss track by himself. Yeah, he should have responded properly. And this is the thing: like Stormzy's lyrics are okay, but and he has he does have some good songs. Like, I really like his, his album "Heavy Is the Head," and I think it was a really well put together album. And I rate Stormzy for all the stuff he does outside of music. So for those of you who don't know, Stormzy's got a, um, I don't know if you call it a scheme, but he, um, he funds scholarships for a certain amount of students every year who come from um, poorer backgrounds. Yeah. So he, he probably wouldn't get into good unis like Cambridge or unis in general, um, which I think is such, such a, good, a good thing for him to do. And it's something that he's obviously passionate about, and I definitely rate him for it. And then we were saying earlier that Stormzy also has a publishing company called Murky Books. And they have recently, um, I think they've taken like 30 authors um, who are predominantly from, um, they're predominantly people of colour or from um, minority backgrounds or um, come from poorer backgrounds. And I think it's so good that he's giving them a chance to become published authors because it's so hard to get in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I rate him for all the stuff that he does outside of music, but the fact that he hasn't responded to Chip and Chip has basically just completely mocked him on this song and he's not said anything. Um, he's just He's gone down my ratings because I think a part of being in the UK rap scene or a part of being in the grime scene is that these things happen and this is how you show your true talents. Um, and the fact that Chip dropped it within 24 hours is iconic. I just, I think Chip is so underrated and he just does not get the credit he deserves. Would you say that Chip is probably one of your favourite grime artists? Oh, 100%. He's one of my favourite artists overall because he can, he can manage any genre, have good lyrics, a really good flow, and his beats are always, always catchy. 
I don't think he's released a song that I don't like. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's probably one for me and probably some of our listeners to give a listen to then. 100%. And his diss tracks are so good. Like, the fact that he just mocks people really makes me laugh. Um, I think the thing that I like about Dave and the thing that we're talking about is that we like that his personality comes through in his songs and Chip's personality always comes through in his songs, regardless of, of what genre it is. Outside of speaking about music, we are now officially in summer, although it doesn't feel like it with the rain. Actually, speaking of weather, my office uh, got struck by lightning the other day. So okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't in. But yeah, welcome to UK summer. Getting struck by lightning. Yeah, uh, they. I think they got evacuated, um, my team and everyone in that office. But yeah, we are officially in summer season, which means it's also wedding season. And it's just, it's a good time in the UK because you, you can do so many things. Um, what do you have planned for summer? Um... I actually don't have any weddings that I'm going to this year. However, park life, I'm hoping for great, great weather when we go for that. Um, I think that's actually it. I'll be getting results soon. And also just uni, like shopping for uni and getting ready for that. I completely forgot that you get your results so soon. Yeah, August the 10th, so... I think it's 11 days. Are you nervous? I'm so nervous. Um, well, yeah. I, I hate that part where you're coming up close to getting results and there's nothing you can do. Like, and you're you- nervous, but you can't turn back time and get a better result. It's literally just the waiting. That's honestly the most stressful part. Um, I get my results in August, but mine is just one exam and I can... I can retake that. But I'm, I, I, I still feel your pain because I'm still nervous about it. So if I don't pass, I've got to pay 90, 90 I was going to say 90 grand, not 90 grand. I've got to pay 90 quid to retake it. Oh, you'd um, rather not. But yeah, that is, I'm trying, I'm trying really hard not to think about it. Mm-hmm. Um, out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. So we're going to park life together, which I'm excited for. Um, I'm excited for that. This is going to be my first festival yeah my um I was really lucky because my sister has been to so many concerts and she took me to one of the BBC big weekends so we went to Hackney and at the time I was 14 and I saw so many good artists there so Jay-Z and Kanye West and um Trey songs but I feel like you always remember your first festival yeah Mm -hmm. which is why I'm excited that I'm going with you I'm excited. It's going to be a good, good weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, although since we've just been talking about Chip, I found out yesterday that Chip is in Manchester the same weekend as Park Live, but I don't think he's performing there. Oh, okay. And I'm so upset. He's doing a show in Manchester on the Sunday, which I'm upset about because I won't be there. Oh. But how dare he not be at Park Live? and be in Manchester (laughs) yeah I was gonna say Dave's gonna be there that'd be a great like opportunity for them to sort this beef out get them on the same stage (laughs) (laughs) yeah um so what are your summer plans for this year um so I have 
um, two weddings. I've got one in September, which is my friend from schools. Um, and I'm actually going to my first ever hen weekend next month. Mm. Well, like August, so I guess this month, um, which I'm so excited for. Um, and yeah, so I've got two weddings. I've got one Indian wedding, which is a friend. Um, and then I've got my other, my other wedding. Um, and then park life and just a few kind of impulse trips. Um, so I'm going to go to London to the Harry Potter studio, which I do so often. Um, but I, I love summer. It's a good, good season. Mm-hmm. I think it will be interesting for you to be able to see the difference between an Indian wedding and like an English wedding as well. Yeah, this is going to be my first ever English wedding that I'm going to. I mean, to so many Indian weddings and they're so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm excited for my friend's reception. She has, um, when she sent out the invites, bless her, like it got cancelled twice, like postponed her wedding because of COVID. Um, when she sent out the invite, she had this little card that you got to pick one song for the reception. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've still not decided on the song yet, but I'm excited for them to hopefully play that song, whatever yeah. I decide on. Mm-hmm. I think that that's actually a really good idea. So that way, like, everyone gets to hear at least, like, one song that they really like. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I, I definitely wouldn't do it on mine because I have such a wide genre anyway, and then so do all of my friends. And I know, I know my friends would probably put something on as a joke, like... I can think of at least two people that would probably request something like, I don't know, a nursery rhyme or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I, hope, I hope you're ready to hear Mr. Brightside at that wedding, probably. Yeah, that is definitely going to get played. And I am definitely going <laughs> to not want to hear it. Go for an outside break. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um, I just got sick of it in uni. I was fine with it up. I didn't like it, but I was fine with it up until uni. And then I just got sick of it. Mm-hmm. Just never want to hear that song again. Um, yeah, but I'm excited for the Indian wedding. So we're doing a dance at my friend Sanji. Um, so I've been practicing that dance at home. And it's really hard to do dance rehearsals over Zoom. Like I can't work out my lefts and rights in normal dance rehearsals. Never mind over zoom when it's mirrored it's too complicated yeah so if the person that you're copying goes left do you have to go right yeah but I'm so used to just copying that I just (laughs) yeah like you just want to do what they're doing like you think that's what you're supposed to be doing yeah um but yeah I'm excited to finally be at a wedding because we didn't have any last year because of covid Mm -hmm. so I only have the one this year and then hopefully my sister's next year yeah, that will be exciting. Um, what are you most looking forward to about both of the weddings? I was going to say, I always get excited for food. Yeah, me too. There is something about, even though I have Indian food at home all the time, there is something about Indian wedding food that just hits differently. Mm, definitely. I agree. What would you say is your favourite food to have at an Indian wedding? Uh, I love it when the dessert is shrikhand. I can see I can't eat that because it's too creamy for me and I'll be sick if I have it. I used to love going to weddings. So when we used to go to weddings before my nephews were born, um we'd all have the like trays, the plastic trays. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And everyone would finish their food and then they would pass. Like I was one of those basic kids that would only eat like rice and papa when I was little. And I've come so far because now I will eat anything except for like rengen, which is aubergines. I hate those. But anything else I would eat. But yeah, so we used to have these plastic trays and when everyone had finished, they would all just like pass me down their, their shrikken that they had left. And so I would get like six portions. I um, love that. Until my nephews were born and then they got it and I was really upset. Oh, okay. Well, if we're at a wedding together and they have it, I'll make sure I save my portion for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> um, when I was really little, I went to a wedding at a Monday. And I don't remember this because I was really little, but my mum always says it. But we, um, they had shrikken at the wedding. And I was, like, young enough that I couldn't properly speak yet or I didn't know certain words from other words. And I was at this Monday and I kept saying, like, I want chicken, I want chicken, I want chicken. And my mum was, like, getting, like, dirty looks from people because obviously we're not supposed to eat, like, meat and chicken and whatever, and especially not at Monday. Like, you would never do that. Um, Mm. And, like, so, like, I think, I can't remember if my mum was saying it or other people were saying it, but, like, people were telling me, Oh, like you can't have chicken here. There's no chicken here. And all I wanted was chickens. That's what I wanted. But I obviously couldn't say it. So I was saying chicken instead. Um, but yeah, I've always loved chickens. Um, for those of our listeners who don't know what it is, it's kind of like a like it's a bit like clotted cream kind of consistency, like a thick. Um, I'm trying to think. It's really sweet. Um. And what is it made of? Is it made of butter and yogurt? Um, I should know this because I have made this before, but I'm going to tell you now. Um, okay, so in it, there is yogurt, um, a cardamom powder, which is my favourite ingredient ever. The smell of it is so nice. Um, a lot of sugar. And loads then- and loads. <laughs> yes, so much. Um, and then I think you can use mascarpone cheese or you can use milk. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a recipe where you can use mascarpone cheese. We used to make it at um, the old house, but I actually haven't made it myself in years. Um, so I've, I've got it from a shop recently a few times, but it, it's not the same as... Homemade. As homemade, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd say my favourite is... I don't know which wedding it was. This wedding we went to, and they had hot gulab jambu, and or oh, mm. when it's like warm, it's so good. Like, do you have it with ice cream? At the wedding, there wasn't ice cream, but yeah, you can. I I do like it with ice cream as well. Um, I I like most. I've kind of gone off like mitai at the moment because I think I've just eaten it too much, and it's not. Like, when you buy it from a shop, it's not fresh, fresh. Yeah, it's not the same. So this year for the Ari, I'm going to try and make my own Mithai at home. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to try and make, like, all my own food this year. Ooh, okay. Yeah. That's um, fun. I said that last year. Me and my friend had made plans that we were going to, like, get together the way that, like, our mums do with their friends to make, like, the Ari food. And we said we were going to do it. And then when we actually met up, we were both so tired. I think all we did was watch Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're so disappointed. 
not this year. Now you've got your own place as well. You're going to yeah. make fresh mitai for Diwali in your own house. I am definitely going to try. Mm-hmm. And if not, I'll buy people Krispy Kreme donuts. Ooh, yeah, that that's good as well. So I think by the sounds of it, both of us go to Indian weddings for food and mainly for the sweets. And kind of for, like, I love seeing people at weddings because I think there are so many weddings where the only time you would see these people is at a wedding. Mm, yeah. Um. Yeah, I I love seeing people that I've. I say that, but I'm not, I'm not very social. I like some weddings if I know there's going to be good people there. That I think that's one. Of, my favorite thing was like when I knew you guys were going to be at weddings because I was like, Nisha's ah, going to be there. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I always used to ask my mum if my cousins were going. And most of my cousins in the family are guys. I only have a few, like, cousins that are, that are women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I always used to ask if they were going. And then I always used to say, I'm only going if they're going. And then I'd get to this wedding and they'd all disappear. And they used to, like, go to the pub. And I used to get so upset. Oh, so no. I'm going to put on my wedding invites that they're not allowed to. You all have to stay. Yes. You have to attend the wedding and you have to stay. I just don't understand it because Indian weddings are so fun. They're not even boring. But yeah, when my mum used to drive me to weddings, I used to sometimes take my DS and play on my DS for as long as possible. I'd always used to take my DS into the wedding as well. like Because the ceremony, I find, would be quite long. And if you're not sat with people who like you can chat to, then it could get a bit boring. So I'd always just have my DS. Yeah. I think it's going to be sad because I think our generation aren't going to have big weddings. Like, mine is going to be big by default because I have a big family and we speak to most of my my family, um, yeah. especially my mum's side. And also, they all live in Bolton, pretty much. So, mine is going to be big by default. But, yeah, I think I think it'll be sad. Like, our, our future kids will only get to go to weddings that will be close family, I think. So, they're going to kind of miss out on the... On inviting literally everyone literally everyone mm-hmm. and also like I'm I kind of like I I know why people don't want to do it and 100% I won't be inviting randoms to my wedding um but I kind of wonder if we'd be close because we're not actually close close family if we hadn't have like met at weddings yeah I definitely don't think we would have been like as close I think I can't remember which wedding we met at a wedding I think possibly and then because we kept when we when I first came and stayed with you when I was four years old, that was for a wedding, I think. Uh, that was my that that was my sister's party, I think. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That was maybe a twenty. I want to say twenty first. Because I'd I'd have been eleven. Mm-hmm. So that's about right. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I think we met at a wedding and then we got along and then my mom hadn't seen your dad for ages and she said oh, like, you should come to this event. Yeah. My mum's really good at, like, networking. Not even, like, in a business sense, but just in general, she's good at, like, building relationships with people. I am awful. Like, I never ask anyone for their number. But She's a very social person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are so many family friends that we have that we wouldn't have if it wasn't for my mum. 
inviting them to random events yeah and if it weren't for these weddings then we wouldn't have like seen your mum or like seen each other yeah so I think it will be sad because I don't think we'll have that many as many connections as like our generation do mm-hmm. um, but I can also understand that people do not want to pay like 50 grand on people that they don't, <laughs> they don't even know yeah like so, so sometimes you've gone to a wedding and I'm like am I from the girl side or the guy side I don't even know I remember those weddings when I would get up and my mum would be like oh I'm going to a wedding do you want to come with me and I'd be like no no I don't want to go no I don't want to go and then right at the end as she was leaving I'd get FOMO and I'd be like no I want to go (laughs) take me with you and then she'd have to really quickly iron an outfit for me and I'd get in the car in my PJs and get ready ready at the service station yeah um but yeah there'll be like none of that oh and you know what always when like when you had like a long drive and you'd get out of a service station in an Indian outfit and literally everyone would look at you. Everyone. And I'd be like, I know I look like Princess Jasmine. <laughs> yeah, every time that comment always, you look so pretty and you look like a little princess. <laughs> See, that's not too bad because I don't mind that nickname. I, I used to take it very happily. I was like, thank you. <laughs> yeah, I kind of I kind of liked the attention, but also I didn't. Especially yeah, like that wasn't happy. Especially like my mum has like promised that we could get like I don't know f- fast food, and these people would like stop you to tell you that you looked pretty. And I was like, I want my food. <laughs> Move out of my way. <laughs> Free time. Please. I just want my KFC, my McDonald's, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, and a book at the service station as well. Oh, but I'm excited for the whole like dressing up. Um that when we when I can go to an Indian wedding I feel like I haven't worn an Indian outfit in at least a year that's yeah. so sad I wonder if any of mine will actually fit me yeah that's also going to be interesting I'm like you'll try it on and you'll be like this blouse no longer fits yeah although pros of Indian outfits they have like a line in the blouse which you can what? take out mm-hmm. um so ultimate outfits because they are they are basically one size fits all yeah um dream dream outfits but yeah I'm I'm kind I'm kind of excited to dress up um but also I'm not excited to iron Indian outfits and then by the end of the day like after like when you've been in that for a few hours you're just like I want it off yeah there's been a few events which I think my mum would kill me if she knew but I was like when I was younger especially because I wouldn't say that I was a tomboy but I also hated wearing like Indian outfits when I was younger and I used to wear shorts underneath Mm. just so that was comfortable I still do that to this day because sometimes you know the band around like your waist sometimes it's so itchy so (laughs) I find that if you wear shorts underneath like it's not directly on your skin it's on the shorts so it doesn't itch you as much so I don't think there's an issue with it. Yeah. No, no one can te- no one could tell I was wearing them. I definitely don't miss as well that Indian outfits when your mum ties a string on, on, on your waist and she ties it so tight that you can't breathe. Mm. Or it leaves like a line for the next <laughs> few days. Yeah. <laughs> Attempted murder. And do you know what? It's not a summer plan, but I'm really hoping, praying, crossing my fingers that we have Noita this year 
yeah I'm excited for that mm-hmm. surely it has to go away um has to go ahead not away because if park life's going ahead there's no way that north I can't yeah exactly but I know with a lot of these festivals they're requesting like a negative lateral flow or like proof that you've been double jabbed so I wonder how like stuff like north that would be policed like I don't know <laughs> especially considering there's a lot of old people that come to it I don't know how they'd do something like that um I mean there aren't that many old people that wouldn't show I don't think Mm-hmm. In Peterborough there are, but not so not so bad at Willem Children. I think we'll be okay for it this year, um, which is exciting. Because we uh, missed out on it for a year and it was heartbreaking. Yeah, last year COVID didn't feel like, because I don't go out to like clubs and stuff anyway, not that often. Um, I don't think it felt that bad until I realised that North I wasn't going ahead. And then I was annoyed because by then it could have, in theory being over yeah it could have a hundred like places like new zealand and australia had Norda this year they they still had it and yeah. they like went about life normally upsetting um but yeah that was probably the, one of the hardest hitting things um because it was just a whole year missed out and there were people like that i like i would say that i'm friends with that i only see at Norda either because they live far away or we just don't have the same kind of schedule yeah um and it was so sad that i didn't get to see them last year yeah definitely um i think well obviously because i was still at school i felt it hugely when we went on to online school i was like what what is this um but i was definitely like i at the beginning of it when it hit it was like january it was like february time and everyone was like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine by Northa. Like, we'll still have Northa. It'll be over. And then it just came and went. And it was like, we are not fine. We are less than fine. Yeah. And I I don't think I missed that much. Um, there were times when I wanted to just go out food. Um, but I like kept in contact with my friends a lot over the pandemic. And probably more because we were working from home. So we had extra time, I guess. That you could, yeah. Um, but yeah, North Dive being cancelled, it can't happen twice. No way. It would be awful. Um, yeah, so good, good summer plan. Very excited for Park Life more than anything. Yeah, this will be my second time going. Um, but now that I know what to expect, I think I'm more prepared. Mm-hmm. And I think. Because you've been before, that, like, makes me feel more prepared. Because I'm like, okay, I'm going with someone who's been, like, they know what they're doing. Yeah, I'd say save up for food, definitely. Um, and and drinks, too. Am I going to take a big hit? Uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say so. <laughs> and Everyone always tells me it's ridiculously expensive at festivals. But you literally aren't going to leave to get food somewhere else. Like, no one does that. Well, they don't, this is the thing, like, it's a bit of a scam because they don't let you leave. Once you've left, you can't come back in again. So okay. you have to, once you get hungry, you have to eat there. Yeah. And the thing that I'm worried about is that because I've been trying to put on weight, I've been eating so much more. Like, I've been having three full meals or four full meals every day that are protein-based, and I'm scared that when I get there, I'm going to be hungry every two hours because <laughs> we'll be walking around too. 
Yeah. And I'm not going to be able to take my own theory in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be an expensive. Save up for food then. Yeah, and drinks. <laughs> but it will still be exciting regardless. I can't wait. It'll be a good, good experience. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited to see Skepta again because he was really good live. The energy that he has on stage is is just like it gets everyone everyone pumped. Um so we we did this college thing the other day and we had to create a a festival, a music festival, and someone was saying like, Oh, we should have Stormzy as a headline act and I was like, Yeah, okay, fair enough. Like he's he's big now, he's a big name. And then they said that Skepta was an up-and-coming artist, and because I followed Grime for so long, I was cringing so hard. I was like, oh, he is not up and coming. He's been around for so many years. Um, but yeah, he's really good live. I'm excited to see him. And do you know what? I think Park Life's a really good one to start off with as well. Like me yeah. and my friend looked at going to Leeds or Reading because obviously Stormzy was headlining that. And I'm like, that one I've heard like is chaos. Yeah, Park Life's a good beginner, com- beginner festival because it's not too big. Mm. You can walk between the tents. Um, and you still get some good acts. Yeah. We can do Glastonbury next year. Um, I'm not <laughs> sure about the camping aspect, but you can go. No, I also probably won't camp. But then the hotels and stuff look up so quickly. And they're so expensive. Mm. I looked into it last, the year before last year, and I was re- like genuinely really wanted to go. Um and then I looked at the prices and I was like, just, no, I can't. I Not can't worth it. That much. Mm-hmm. I like how close part life is to my house as well. I can come home and sleep properly. Like, that's good. Like, you don't have to worry about camping or any of the port stuff, all that. Mm. So that's the end of today's episode. Subscribe to hear us talk more about all things casual and all things not so casual. In the meantime, you can find us and contact us on Instagram using the handle at Evolving Indians, where we'll be most active. To keep up with our personal lives, you can find Aarti at... At ArtiMira.Patel. And to keep up with my mostly South Asian book reviews, mine is at blogs underscore by underscore niche. Uh, Hope to see you and speak to you soon. Bye. Bye.